Welcome to an American Conversation podcast, a podcast about a comedian, a feminist, and two Republicans meeting in different bars every week to discuss what the hell is happening in America today. Each week we deliver gripping news and information with the understanding that as Americans, we can agree to disagree and laugh while doing it. Revelation, Leland, Rose, David, and Jeff are not experts. Although Rose thinks she is, listen in every week. Be that fly on the wall. Hey. Hey, what's up with you? Good, good. I can't believe um, David and Jeff can't be here today. What whims, I know, they're such losers. We'll have to get drunk without them. Yeah, Should we do shots? Yeah, let's do some shots. All right, let's get the bartender. Hey! Whoa, dude, look at this guy over here. Is that Donald Trump? Which one, that white guy right there? Yeah, he looks like Donald Trump. Holy shit, he does. It's definitely not me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, who are you and why do you look like Donald? Well, it's no relation, okay? It's no relation. I think I'm better looking than Donald. You Don't are. You think a little well, yeah, bit? you're yes, slimmer, you definitely. A younger, better looking, less grabby version of Donald Trump? And less maybe? orange. Yeah. Oh, way less orange. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is that orange? What is that all about? Sunbed. Yeah. yeah what was that? A, he's definitely a sunbed kind of guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You What's can tell your by name? the raccoon eyes. Uh, Mark. Mark mm-hmm. Whitney. Mark oh, Whitney. Hi. Yeah. hi. Yeah. So what hey, do you... how you doing, ladies? No, wait. We have a podcast. Do you want to sit down and talk to us? What? You do, you, do, you mean you're doing a podcast in the bar? Yeah. yeah. That's what we do every week. <laughs> well, that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. Let's do the podcast in the bar. Do you right. have a microphone? I do. We right do. Here Give me you. a microphone and then we can go. So, Mark, why do you look like Donald, and what's up with you? I get that. I get that from time to time. I look like Donald. Um, uh, it, it, you know, it's funny that that you should say I look like Donald because, as coincidence would have it, I'm also running for president. What? For real. As a Republican? No, no, no. Democrat? No. No, I'm running for the nomination of the third largest political party in the country, the only party that has ballot access in all 50 states and that's the libertarian party nice yeah. all right yeah it's uh, the libertarian party's been around since 1972 and i've been both in and out of the party over the years i've run as a libertarian before i ran in vermont years ago and uh i did pretty well actually for a libertarian <laughs> in okay. vermont yeah it was a lot of and and it, well you know vermont is it's pretty liberal very yeah. libertarian minded when it comes to social issues so uh, when uh, at the time i was running well well you know um uh you remember howard dean right yes howard dean <laughs> that's what he's known for <laughs> jesus <laughs> so so howard dean got a lot of traction when he ran for president uh, because of his stance on gay marriage and civil unions. That, he was very popular for that. But the fact of the matter is that when, uh, when Howard Dean was governor of Vermont, during the time he was governor, a couple of people, two people who wanted to get married, who happened to be the same sex, got together and filed a lawsuit in the courts in Vermont and said the Vermont Constitution permits us to get married, even though we're the same sex. And the Supreme Court of Vermont agreed and said, yes, you're entitled to get a marriage license. You're entitled to a civil union because that's what they called it then. And so the Vermont Supreme Court ordered the Vermont legislature to codify this in the law in Vermont. And then Dean signed it. 
So it was not something that happened organically in the legislature or through the executive branch. It started with two people, two citizens, who leaned into the high office of citizen, brought a lawsuit, asserted their right under the Vermont State Constitution, and that is where uh, that is where civil unions started. At the time I ran for uh, state senate in Vermont, which was 1996. Well, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Mm, Go yeah. back and tell people who you are. I mean, oh, where well, I were you born? That. Oh, yeah. born. I was. You know, born, like yeah. a yeah. So a I'm bio. a back east guy. I've lived out in California for 20 years. I was I was born in Rhode Island. Uh, Irish Catholic family, and uh, my dad was a school teacher. My mom stayed at home, okay. and uh, we had to move a lot because my dad would write bad checks, and you know he thought if he had checks, he had money. And uh, but we ended up. So he was a criminal. Uh, he was a petty thief. He wasn't. Okay. He wasn't. He was a wannabe. Um, <laughs> the, kind of uh, like Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, exactly. Donald Trump's got some gangster things going on there. Actually, he does. He does. Uh, but he's kind of a wannabe too. I know some real gangsters. So do I. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like you know. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, my family ultimately landed in Vermont when I was in the first grade. So I went through all of uh, all of, of grades one through six in high school in the same little town in Vermont uh, near Killington Skier, a little town called Brandon. About I, four, I used to go to Bennington. Four thousand people. Bennington. Yeah. Uh, my father-in-law used to be the town lister in Bennington. They, oh, really? They come around. They actually send people around. And, and walk around inside your house and decide how much the house is worth, and that's how they determine your property taxes. Wow! And um, so, um, uh, so yeah, so it was. Uh, we actually lived in a little, uh, a little uh, village of of 200 people, Hubbardton, Vermont. And uh, in 1972, my mom was the one vote for McGovern. <laughs> there was one vote in that town for McGovern, Vermont was very Republican then. Not really not Republican like now. But Republican like like just sort of like normal, little, you mean yeah, like a yeah, normal kind of normal. We had a senator named George Aiken who was a really old guy, had been a senator forever, and when it came to the Vietnam War he would say things like, Let's just declare victory and go home. It was that kind of yeah, sort of yeah. practical, non interventionist kind of uh, not warmongering Republicans and you own a farm or you own a small business and people help each other out in the little towns kind of thing. It's kind of keep your nose out of other people's business and don't spend a dollar you don't have kind of Republican. Exactly. You know, completely harmless. I'm, I'm from a little town too, 200, Cabin John. It was itty bitty. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember anybody <clears throat> being uh, hardcore political. I don't think we were Republican or Democrat or anything. I think we were probably all too redneck to even bother voting. <laughs> yeah, you, Vermont's first Democratic governor was not until well into the 70s. It was always Republican. Yeah, so Vermont, so Vermont historically has been on the flip side. It, it, it's sort of always been kind of an outlier. You know, Vermont now is always like the first state to turn blue. Yeah. And it's, and it's the bluest of states. Um, it incubated Bernie Sanders. So and Martha uh, Stewart love Bernie Sanders. Yeah, Martha, yeah. she's from Vermont. <laughs> she she has a house up there. Oh, I yeah, don't know. That. Rhode Island, right? She got a few of them. Uh, but yeah, Bernie is. Uh, so so when my wife went to the my my who my girlfriend then but now my wife went to the University of Vermont. Uh, at the time, Bernie Sanders first ran for mayor of Burlington, Vermont, and it was his first big election. And he ran against an evil real estate developer. Really? Yeah, this guy named Gordon Paquette, who kind of controlled Burlington, Vermont. He was a real estate guy. And so Sanders beat him by 10 votes. And my wife and I were two of those votes. 
we voted we voted for Sanders for See, mayor. See, your back vote then. does count. Wow. Yeah, it uh, it did in Vermont anyway, and, and so Sanders has kind of been on a roll uh, ever since, um, and has never stopped. He he was he was a very successful mayor of Burlington, and then he he was in the uh, the Congress for a long time in the Senate, and now he's a very successful presidential candidate. Can I tell my Vermont story? Absolutely. So I used to be a fresh air kid. And that's what? when a fresh air kid. What that, is that? That's when inner city children go right. to oh, the to country. Camp. It's like a camp. Yeah. Right, right. So kind of like what Magnus was talking about. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So I would go for two weeks um, and I would go to Bennington, Vermont. And that right. was the first family there, the Harringtons. And I'm still in contact with them. They were amazing. That was the first time I ever saw white people. And they were the nicest white people. And they also have Native American. But I loved it. And I went there until I was 15. So I loved it. I mean, a Puerto Rican going to Vermont. I mean, that's cray-cray. And I didn't even speak English for the first couple of years. Oh, really? My English was, yeah, non-existent. So you're a camp kid. Yeah, yeah, until I was 15. God, I never did camp. But No? No. Well, you were too poor. Yes. Yeah, so was I. Poor white trash, you don't go to camp. Really? No, you just get left at home. Parents take off, and the house is unlocked, and you go in and out as you please, and come home whenever the hell you want. Well, the fresh air camp people should have been there to help yeah, out. Yeah, that would have been nice. But anyway, all right, go ahead. That's I just wanted to say that Did, I. I want to hear something about your platform. I mean, what do you stand for, or against, or what are you running? I mean, like, tell me. Um, well, I uh, I have a signature issue that I'm going to be focused on, and. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually hunkered down at a hotel in Redondo Beach uh, for the next week or so to finish the book that I'm writing on this signature issue. And it kind of goes like this. Um, in the last century, between 1900 and the year 2000, there was one person who wrote a book and had his book banned, censored, was not allowed to sell it, by order of a federal judge in Nevada at the behest of the Department of Justice. Now that sounds crazy because we don't we don't ban books in the United States. And uh, his his name is Erwin Schiff. And Erwin spent his life practicing what I like to call enhanced citizenship. Erwin uh, was of the opinion that wages are not income, and that you don't have to pay taxes on wages. And he devoted his life to it. This was his sincere opinion. And he wrote, he wrote many books. One of them was called The Federal Mafia, How the Government Illegally Imposes a Collecting Income Tax. And that is the book that was banned. The only other book that has been banned uh, by court order in American history was a book written by a, a woman. Her first name was Fanny. I can't remember her last name right now. But it was very erotic, and she wrote it in the 1800s, and it was banned for being obscene. So I'm not talking about, uh, about citizens getting together and burning books, right? I'm talking about actual judges banning the publication and distribution of a book. And it happened once in the 1800s, and it happened once in the, uh, once in the 19th century, once in the 20th century. And you think it's going to happen now? Uh, there's a version of it happening now, but it's not being done by the government. It's being done by the private sector. So the private sector, uh, so, so I'm running for president, and I like to joke that I'm running for president to be the fifth or sixth most powerful man in the world. The most powerful men in the world right now are Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, uh, 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 Bezos, Amazon, Tim Cook, Apple. Bill Gates. 
Bill Gates is kind of out of Microsoft. They've got another guy, but Microsoft has not been uh, has not been active in social media. So, so one of the things that's changed in this century is that, and, and we're practicing it here, is that any citizen now has a voice, right? So, when I got out of high school, I worked in radio, and the guy Mark Brady, Brady that owned the radio station in Middlebury, Vermont, where I worked, in order for people to be able to hear us. He had to have access to a piece of swampland for his AM transmitter, and he had to have access to a skier for his FM transmitter. That needs to be up high. And he had to pay engineers to go up there on snowmobiles in winter to fix it when it broke. And so there's a lot of capital investment involved. And for all of that money and effort uh, to get this radio station up and running, for all of that, you had a signal that was about a 10-mile radius, and it was analog, and it was very staticky, Ugh. and it was crappy. But here we are right now, the three of us sitting here in this amazing bar recording a show that when we're done and you put it up, it's going to go have a anywhere global audience, global yes. and digital. Yes. It's pure, right? It doesn't go down generations when you edit it. The signal stays great. And and for less than $5,000, anybody can have a state-of-the-art setup. Anybody. So this is a challenge for institutions like the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, they are being challenged by that because anybody now can use their voice and be heard. And this creates a management issue for the people in control of our messaging who by and large are based in New York and Washington. And then the people in control of the operating system we now use, which is on screens, they are in Silicon Valley, they're in the Bay Area, they're in San Francisco. And whatever else can be said about folks up there, they are very bright, they're very motivated, and they have a point of view. And they're not shy about it. So, so it's been interesting over the last year, year and a half, as people who are expressing opinions on the internet, who certain people in certain positions of power find to be abhorrent, these people are being disappeared. And exhibit A is Alex Jones. I, I, I'm not a fan of Alex Jones. Uh, me either. But you don't have to be, right? If you want to be able to sit here and produce your show, Alex Jones gets to produce his show. Absolutely. Right? So, so in April of 2018, Tim Cook and Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg ganged up on Alex Jones and they banned him from their platforms. Do you think so, it's because of the false information that he's spreading? Define false, right? Alex Jones lies, not true. Define lie, not true. Not true to you. Well, no, a fact is a fact. I mean, you know how they say you you have a right to your opinion, but you don't have a right to your facts. Well, a fact is not knowledge. A fact is, uh, 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 I mean, if we're doing math, two plus two is four. That's a fact. That is a fact. Yes. Right. But Alex Jones was a political and social commentator. Political speech in the United States is the most sacrosanct. And that is uniform throughout every Supreme Court opinion. We, the people, us, we created a First Amendment that that sounds it, that that is is that is tolerant. The 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 word that defines the First Amendment is tolerance. And tolerance doesn't mean you love the person. A lot of people think because they support gay marriage they're tolerant. No, you're tolerant when you don't support gay marriage, but. You understand why we have it. We have we have gay marriage in the United States because the 14th Amendment that defines citizen is blind 
to your sexual preference. That's why the United States was able to, that's why the United States Supreme Court, even though there were six practicing Catholics on that court, could not find a way around the 14th Amendment. It defines citizen and it, it does not see gay or straight. Any two citizens can marry each other. Isn't this the man who said that Sandy Hook did not happen and it was a hoax? Oh, really? That is that is permitted speech in the United States. I know, but you don't want a country where there's misinformation going around. It, it just makes where, where, people... What do you mean you don't want a country where there's misinformation? It, when tell they're me, ill-informed, because you need to be an informed voter. You want a voter to know the facts. Okay, well, where do I go to get only accurate information? Tell me, and I'll go there, because I'm there's a fan. There's a lot of sources. There's a lot of sources. You need to get... So, where I'm going to get bias-free? Because somebody appoints themselves as fact-checker, and they know how to go out and list facts because they're good at math and science or whatever they're good at, Right. Alex Jones has a right to express a false opinion under the First Amendment. Not when it's hurting other people. Yes, he does. Uh, who did he hurt? Well, he's been... What do you well, mean by hurt? Well, he hurt those people. A man committed suicide because his son was killed in Sandy Hook, right? Yeah, That's Alex hurting Jones a person. Alex Jones didn't kill that guy. No, but it, it's... So, I, I just think that he is powerful. Okay, so you approve of Tim Cook... Mark Zuckerberg and these people getting together and singling out Alex Jones and banning him from their platforms. Just say I, I do in a way because it's about facts and the truth. And this man was spreading the word that Sandy Hook was a hoax. It was all actors that I this do didn't remember happen. that. That is horrible, and it's horrible. And I don't right. I, I, misinformation is is not okay. I, I agree with that. I think misinformation. Does he have a right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> He, he does, does, but I think That's it's it. dangerous. That's the end of the I think it's dangerous. He has a right. That's the end of the inquiry. I, I don't agree. I okay. think. I think. So who is? But here who? in America, you do have the right. You, you do, do have so a right. So if you have the right, that, then that applies to everybody. Just like my friend Erwin so Schiff Bez- had a right to publish his book, and that was a sin that he wasn't allowed to do it. So Bezos has a right to fight that and counteract that. Who? Jones? Bezos. Bezos. And- Alex Jones. You mean. No, I mean these guys that you're saying are attacking. Um, Alex Zuckerberg, Jones Bezos, have a right to do that they also. They do because we sign a contract that says that they do. That's why they. Ha- that's why they're able to do it. What so contract? Do you we mean, sign uh, a contract a, when when we a societal when, contract. Well, no, or? when we sign up to participate in these marketplaces, they're not. They're, it's not social media. They're marketplaces, and the advertising money runs through our bloodstream. We're just the conduit. Okay, so. So when we sign up to participate in these marketplaces, we agree that any information we publish on the platform is co-owned by us and the people who are on the platform. Right? We agree to that. We yes. sign a contract. Okay. And we agree that they can take us off the platform for any reason or no reason at all. Yes, right. because That's it's a problem. private business. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a private business. So, so when, uh, 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 one, of the things, one of the things I like to point out that nothing unifies people who never say private companies can do whatever they want, like censorship they agree with. <laughs> Moment of silence. <laughs> I, I think okay. misinformation is dumbing down the United States of America. I it's really scary, do. but it is okay and it's allowed. I don't. Well, I he's thi- getting sued. And I don't. I think, I think that we know more now as citizens than we've ever known. Okay, I grew I up. Disagree. At, I grew up at a time where we had this asshole, Walter Cronkite, who ended every newscast with, that's the way it is. Well, that's pretty fucking arrogant by 2019 standards. 
Yeah. Okay. Right. 22 minutes sponsored by Tide. And that's the way it is. I think we are so much better off now. And I think what is happening is people who have traditionally controlled the political narrative and have never had to work for it. They never have to work for it. They just go to the right schools. There's a path. And now you're in control of the political establishment. Now they are challenged. And now they have to try to find a narrative. And look how the Democrats have completely failed to do that in the face of Trump. They have no answers for Trump, which is why, since he's been elected, they tried to kill him with process. They're still trying to kill him with process. Yeah, but that's because we've never had a president who's an outright liar yes, make shit up. Yes, well, we Nixon. Have. We've had far worse. When Barack Obama was president, <laughs> I was the only citizen in the country mm-hmm. that independently sued the Obama administration to end the participation of U.S. armed forces in the Libyan civil war. And you lost. Jonathan Turley, who testified the other day at the hearing on behalf of the Republicans, was also represented two Democrat and two Republican congressmen in the only, only other lawsuit filed. And that is also an, an act of extreme citizenship, of advanced citizenship, because we the people wrote a constitution that said we have a right to be represented in the legislature on matters of war. And Barack Obama woke up one day and decided he was going to spend nine months dropping 7,000 bombs in a civil war in another country when we had never been attacked. In Afghanistan? Libya. Libya, Libya. sorry. He had no authority to do that. And he was the first president that has done that. No one else has acted with zero authority, no budget from Congress, no authorization, no conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So so these two lawsuits were filed, and two federal judges... What was his reasoning for doing that? It, there's no... There, you, don't, you don't go there. You don't go to reasoning. Well, he's you have acting... To. No, he's acting without authority. All authority but comes from the people. But why is he doing that? It doesn't matter. I'm asking you why, though. It doesn't matter why. Do it you matters know why? to us. <laughs> why does it matter to you? Do you know? So you, you didn't authorize him to do it. So you don't know why he did that? I do know why. Then tell us. Because he's weak. Okay. He's weak. Why would he, him being weak turn around why, into well, if fighting If someone doesn't Libya? have the authority to do something, that why do you follow up by asking why did he do it? Well, we're curious. Just exactly. As people, I want our listeners to know. I want them to be informed. The narrative was that if we drop some peacekeeping bombs, things are going to be better. When has that happened? Never. When has war improved anything? Are the people of Iraq better off? The hundreds of thousands of people we've killed since 9-11, women and children primarily, non-combatants? Is that that country better off? Libya is a slave state now, thanks to Obama. Not to Trump? Trump? Trump has been a dove on this stuff compared to Obama and Bush and I'm not and, and it's not so? because and it's not so? because Trump and it's not because Trump has a philosophy. It's because for the reason civil libertarians like myself like Trump on this issue, Trump is disconnected from every issue. All he cares about is Trump. So the fact that he's disconnected from every issue... Well, he issue, doesn't read, and he makes shit up in his head. Right. Every, every and negative not thing that that's been said about Trump has been said, and, and I don't, we don't need to debate that. And Trump is a massive dickhead asshole should not be president. And because he's disconnected from every aspect of the Constitution... He's doing the what, right stuff. What, brings, what, what comes with that is some good things. And one of the good things is he's not out there bombing brown people. 
He still has war going there on. Are, there yeah. are some there are some drones going on here and there. There are some people in Afghanistan. But there are no regime, regime change wars. And there's been tremendous pressure on Trump to start, coming from Republicans, to start a regime change war in Iran. There's been tremendous pressure. And, and he hasn't done it. If Hillary was president, that war would be going on right now. Everybody knows that. Well, and the yeah. Democrats no, are running true. on war. Democrats are running on war right now. Against? They're running on war. Against who? Against Trump. Because he's not waging it. So what happened as a result of my lawsuit with regard to the civil war in Libya Mm -hmm. was those two suits were dismissed as moot because uh, Muammar Gaddafi, the leader of Libya, Mm -hmm. was killed and the war ended before the suit could play out. But shortly thereafter... There was pressure on Obama to do a regime change war in Syria. And because of our lawsuits, he said, I would only do that if Congress authorized. And did they? They did not. And as a result, the United States did not participate in a regime change war in Libya, and in, in Syria. In Syria. And, that's and look a good what's thing. happening in Syria. Exactly. Everyone has to escape because they're all being murdered. Well, that's fine. And if you think we should be. <laughs> we, no, I, I'm not. Dis- when I say that's fine, it means I agree with what you're saying. Okay. Okay. I agree, I agree with what you just stated as being true with regard to Syria. Okay. Yes. But, there is, but there's a right way and a wrong way to do these things. So if you believe that the United States should inject itself into a civil war in another country, you should write your congressman and your senator and say, you know what, I want you to to bring a motion down on the floor and I want you to approve and declare war on Syria. No. Who who is not at war with us. Right. I do not want war in Syria. No, but we want to help the people that are being slaughtered there. Okay. (sighs) And what about the people laying on the sidewalk in Los Angeles? I know, it's I, We need to help them, too. Yeah. So... We can walk and chew gum at the same time. But so the way the United both. States... <laughs> the way the United States, quote-unquote, helps people that have brown skin is we drop bombs. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, the, I agree with that. The government loves... So Republicans, when you say, when you Democrats, say help, everybody does when that. When you say help, are you, are you also talking about dropping bombs? No. No. What are you talking about? I, I really find it hard to believe that Obama was just dropping bombs to drop bombs. I, I you know. Well, he was widely criticized for it. He was. In I, the New York I remember Times. that. Yeah. 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 And, and this is when they were again, saying. Again, this we're is talking when they, about the office of the president. We're yeah. not talking about personalities. This is when they were saying that Obama created more terrorists by doing that, right? When you drop bombs on brown people, family members survive, and that incubates terrorists. Yes. No, absolutely. We don't need a fact checker for that. So Trump is not doing any of that with his... Actually, he's not because he's friends with Putin. I mean, they're both like probably they having sex or something. They're, they love they each other. They do the pee-pee parties, don't they? Yeah, that, that argument has worked great for Democrats, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, how'd that work out for you? Well, the, Just stay with that, okay? The, the longer mis- you stay with the Putin thing... The more likely it is Trump gets reelected. Oh, I know he's being. He's going to be reelected. I know. There's no question. Information about this whole thing with freedom of speech and just lie and make shit up and double down and say that never happened and that never happened. We're destroying our country. Okay, so let me tell you a story about when I lost it all, and then maybe you want to tell me a story about the lowest point in your life. Okay, I will. In my twenties, 
I lost everything. I bought my company. I own the franchise rights for Ben and Jerry's in New Hampshire. I come from nothing. I mean, no money. Yes, yeah, so do we, and, both uh, of us. And I, I was successful in advertising the first five years of my 20s. And everything blew up, and I spent my 30s digging out. I mean, it was horrendous. I owed IRS almost a million dollars. Every awful thing that could happen to an entrepreneur happened to me. Did you go to therapy after that? No. I you just got, I just got back to work. <laughs> and so, uh, but I was in litigation for years and years, and, and eventually came out the other side. So the reason I bring this up is, is when I look at what happened in 2016, not once, not once have I heard any Democrat in a position of authority say, uh, we got our asses kicked. Why was it so close? What did we do wrong? What should we do better next time? None of that soul searching. All I've heard is excuses, finger pointing, and trying to kill the guy who won with process. So when you go to a movie and you see a great story, there's, there's, the, there's the part of the story where the protagonist loses it all. And you find out what the protagonist's character is based on how that protagonist responds to this adversity. And the Democrats have failed to respond, which is why Trump is going to be reelected. Okay. I, I do admit it. The Democrats love to fight among each other, and we do not get along and understand what's actually happening. That's because they know the definition of nuance, and people have different opinions, and they have a big umbrella where the Republicans just follow Trump like a cult. And they don't question anything, and they want to make money, and they want to... But they why, stick together why in that is the, Why is the Democratic Party not defined by civil liberties? But let me ask you a question. Why, why is that? Not I don't know, because I'm a that's democratic socialist, that's so I don't know. That's the job. But l let me ask you a question. What do you think the Democrats need to do in order to be Trump? They have no... There's no way they can be Trump. They don't have a candidate. They so you don't think Biden can do it? Or Biden? Elizabeth? Biden. Biden's eye exploded. His his teeth came loose. He said he came out he came out one day and said he was going to put 720 million women back to work. We only have 120 million women. And by the way, have you checked with them? Maybe they don't want to work. I want to work. That's I want to work. Okay, yeah. well that's two. That doesn't mean everybody does. I know. I don't know one woman who doesn't want to work, even if it's part time, if she has children at home. So in my podcast, late night last week, which has had millions of listens, where I do social and political commentary in the wake of. Uh, recapping last week's late night model. Put us in our place there, Leland Town. But no. go ahead. No, I, for, all you, for all I know, you guys have millions of listens. I haven't checked. Uh, but anyway, uh, one of the things I came up with to analyze the likelihood of a Democrat or, Republican or, or Trump winning is the 1819th rule. The 1819th rule is that in 2016, Trump had to beat 18 professional politicians to become the president. He has to beat one more to get a second term. No, you're right. You're he has right. to be one more professional. So Joe Biden is Jeb Bush. No, I agree. I agree with that. And Joe that Biden scares is me. Jeb Bush. So uh, you don't think if it's not Joe Biden? What if it is Elizabeth? How about this? What if becoming president in this century? What if the most important qualification, not the dispositive one, the most? What if the most important qualification, the most, uh, the most important, is to be thing, smart and educated and well informed? To actually be no. a human being. <laughs> no. That's all I care. No, to be a great public speaker. To know exactly who you yeah, are. Yeah, but Trump and, is not a ever. good he's, public speaker. He's the best. He's the best. How can he? How can you he's say? He's actually very good because he's not changes the subject onto somebody else. There have been two, been two else, Democrats. There have been two Democrats. This man is a malignant narcissist. And by the way, I'm a therapist. Right. And a social worker. Right. And I look at him, and it scares the shit out of me All because of the, this everything man you just said is true. Is mentally 
ill. Everything you just said is true. Which there's Hitler, nothing wrong with being Hitler mentally ill. Hitler was also Ill. a great No, public. there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't want him running the country. I don't either. Right? I, so, so. Do you think there's another well, Republican? Neither do I. I'm running against the guy. Do you think there's another Republican that can beat him? A Republican? A Trump, yeah. Bill they, Weld is uh, the former governor of Massachusetts and was the vice presidential uh, nominee in the Libertarian Party in the last go-around. So Bill Weld is... Do you think he has a chance of beating no, Trump? No, and you know why? Because why? the Republicans have canceled primaries. <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not holding state primaries by and large. So, so, and, and the Democrats do that too. So, when Obama was in office... The Democrats didn't engage in a democratic process. They every they, these two organizations. Yeah, but they liked him. They're That's the why. mafia. They rigged yeah. the system. They've got it written into the state legislatures, you know, to keep third parties out. So you agree out. that's a bad thing that they're not allowing Wells. Well, of course. I mean, Weld. Of course, I am okay. the more speech guy, right? So, so my answer to speech you disagree with is more speech. I'm all about competition, no, but which is why I'm running as a libertarian. I agree again. with you with speech. Yeah. I don't agree with lies. I agree with facts. I agree with science. And Great. Trump... But that doesn't get you elected. We're talking about politics. Yeah, politics scary. is the uh, Politics mm. is the art of lying truthfully. Yep. And Trump doesn't do that well either because he lies badly. And the people but that are listening to him... He's a, he's a clown, and are, it works. But, but, I know, but guys, but, come on, you're calling him a clown because he is. No, but wait. But that's sad. Who's your, who's your favorite stand-up comedian? Uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave is great. So Trump and Dave do a lot of the same stuff. They both understand satire. They understand irony. They understand... They no, understand Trump doesn't all. understand any of that. You are, you are incorrect. Uh, I respectfully yeah. disagree yeah. with you. So, so that's fine. And you can disrespectfully disagree. Um, uh, but uh, That would go against so, my show. So, th- so there's, <laughs> there's uh, there, you know, there, there's podium Trump. There's rally Trump. There's, uh, there's, uh, there's Trump presenting a medal to people. Now, you may I've disagree. seen all of them, and he sounds like an idiot in every single way. I grew up in New York City. The right. man is a racist. He's sexist. I know. He's not that bright. I mean, I, I got I, it. So all these things are true. And, and he also, didn't win, by the but, way. But Hillary and, Clinton and, won by and, three and, million. And why don't you also call him a moron and, and a moron? And then explain to me how it is you lost to a moron and what that makes you. She won by three you, million. No, she didn't. Well, I don't believe in the electoral college. Well, I think we that, should get rid of that. What do you that. mean you don't believe in it? It's in the Constitution. It's I not know. Some, it's not well, we can write an amendment and get rid of it. That's right? true. Exactly. Absolutely. So let's get rid of it. We so the people, it, we the people can do that. I so don't I think we need an amendment. Yes. To regulate, here I am, a libertarian, mm-hmm. right? I think we need an amendment Full. to guarantee that tech companies do not censor political speech on the internet. Moment of silence. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, that's a, a, digital, a digital constitution to secure the borders of the United States because we are the only country in the world that has free speech. Okay, let me tell you why... They're private companies, so they can do whatever they want. Which is why we need a, a, an amendment. Okay, they they are uh, they they exist because of Section Two Thirty of the Communications Act, which insulates them from being sued for stuff that goes up on their platform. And when you sign so, when you sign their terms of service, you agree that if you want to try to sue them, you can't go to court. You have to waive your First Amendment right to access the courts and agreed a binding arbitration and the US Supreme Court just ruled that if you sign an arbitration agreement you cannot participate in a class action 
So you are fucked 18 ways to Sunday when you sign up with these companies. So if Google, but it's a private company. They can yeah. do what they want. If Google, right now that's true. Wait, if Google, do you approve of that? The, what? What if? What if? What if? Uh, what if uh, Jack Dorsey uh, sells Twitter? To Alex Jones, are you going to be so agreeable then? No, no, but I don't okay, like because well, he lies. Guys, then because you guys he lies. just want a narrative that supports what you believe. If Yay! it's true, okay. Well, that, that's not. If that's, it's true and it's facts and it's science, yes, I support. You just platforms. want a narrative that supports what you believe. No, she just that said is yay. true. She yes, just I said did. yay. Yes, I did. She said yay because it's true. She knows what she's saying, but you don't. She's saying you're not yay the because. Truth. The truth is a fact. Again, you're not entitled to your facts. You're entitled to your opinion. So if Alex Who Jones... Who decides how much weight a fact gets? I guess the majority... The speaker, the speaker decides. The person Nancy who's speaking, Pelosi? The artist decides. The speaker, the, the person speaking. <laughs> the person speaking decides. By the, by the way, we're having a special guest who's running against Nancy Pelosi. Good. Yep. Competition's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? I just thought you'd I'm like all that. about competition. I'm Mark from the private sector. I love private. I love competition. So you think it's okay for, let's say, Facebook to pass around the myth that climate change is a hoax? And he's passing that around with people that don't open newspapers, that don't watch different news like Fox, MSN, BBC, if anything. You, well, the, you your own president. Your own president says that. So... He's not my president. If well, you don't, the, the alternative, the alternative to that, uh-huh. was decided long ago with the First Amendment. Okay, there's a principle. You're not answering the question. I, I am. I'm. I'm fine with it because the remedy is a free press, and the remedy is more speech. That has served us very well for hundreds of years. So, why? Why now? Because somebody is using a computer. Do we move to a different standard? What has changed? What has changed is people you disapprove of now have a voice. That's the only thing that's Not changed. disapprove. People who don't tell the truth. Okay, you disapprove of people who don't tell it's the truth. It's not disapprove. It's fact and science. Lying is authorized by the First Amendment. Not when it comes... Yes, it is. No, you're right. It does. But I think it's harmful when the populace is not informed with the facts. Right. So we have a free so, press to offset that. Right? Yeah, but you have a president that says it's a hoax. They're lying. They're going well, after me. We have me. Democrats to offset that. We have libertarians. And we have a thousand people running for president. And that's why and we're going to win in the next election. Who we? Meaning the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party is yes. going to win? Do you want to put a bet on it? Absolutely. How much money do you have? A lot. Okay, I'll, I'll bet you all that. No, no. Well, I think we already made a bet, you and I did. We did, yeah. and she it's agrees not, with you. She believes yeah. Trump is going to win again. Not well, that I no want question. him to, but there's I There's no I just, question he's going to win based on his record of defeating 18 professional politicians. The only person that has a prayer, a prayer of beating Trump is who? Bernie Sanders. Okay, and That's I love Ber- I'm voting and for Bernie him. And Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are successful for the same reason. No, Bernie yes. doesn't lie like he does. But they both attract... They, they, they both, do, that they, is it's correct. It's populism. It's yes. populism. Yes. They, and, and in the last election, the story was Bernie and Donald Trump. It yes. wasn't Hillary. It was Bernie and Donald Trump. And Democrats rigged it to make sure Hillary was there, and they're going to rig it again. If and Bernie Hillary gets still traction, won by three million. Bernie's, you think we're going to rig it for who? Bernie's polling number one in California right now. And so really? are we going to rig yeah. it to make sure Bernie's... What poll? They don't want Bernie in. Obama has said if Bernie is, is, is getting traction, he'll intervene. Obama so Bi- is George Biden? Bush. 
Huh? You think it's Biden that we want? I don't know. I don't know who you want. Well, but, it, but it's the Democratic Party the that you're saying that we're going to. It's the delegates. Win. It's the mobsters in the Democratic Party who are going to decide who the nominee is. Okay. That's and who's going to. Do you decide. have any idea who you think the nominee is going to be? I think it's. I think that the people are going to want Sanders, and I think Sanders is going to get a lot of traction. And I think the right. Democratic Party, what's going to happen to the Democratic Party as a result of that is what happened to the Republican Party. It's going to be a complete disarray, and I think it's going to be no, decided at minute. the convention. Wait a minute. You don't think that the Democratic Party learned a lesson? Because no. it the, went out no. about Bernie Sanders. They were, you know, people complained about that. Yeah, no. So you don't think they... Tom, they well, that was decided when Tom Perez became the party chair. Mm. There was this very cool Muslim guy who wanted to be party chair, and they made sure that didn't happen. And he was much more uh, on Bernie Sanders' side of things. Tom Perez is, is Obama's bitch. I like Tom Perez. Oh, he's, he's not my bitch. You but. know, you know <laughs> do, you, do you notice how much the candidates... I mean... I, I, so, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, With that ahead. said, do you think um, Mitch McConnell is Trump's bitch? I think I think Mitch McConnell is very strategic, and he will just go whatever way the people are going. So 90% of Republicans support Trump. So, so Trump is his bitch. Well, I think that I think that the Republican... The, 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 it's the, interesting I how you the, lose... The, I think the politicians who predated Trump are all Trump's bitches. Okay, now. thank you. Yeah. Including I don't think there's that, any question about that. The the one that they always make fun of in Saturday Night Live as uh, that he's gay. Oh, what, Mike, Mike Pence? No, no, no. We know he's gay. The other one, the Southerner. I'm sorry, the Reverend Pence, <laughs> as I like to call him. He's like a giant packing peanut, isn't he? He's yes. Like a, like a piece of foam rubber or something. Like Trump doesn't need a dog, right? He's got Mike Pence. He's. he's I don't. I don't like him, especially with the conversion thing that he. Well, you know, my problem with with, uh, with Mike Pence is on the merits. Mike Pence is the vice president. He took an oath to uphold, preserve, protect the Constitution, all that good stuff. And he is anti-First Amendment. He's anti-freedom of religion. Here's a guy who defines everything in his life through a religious lens. But he, he's a dominionist. He wants... Christianity to be the world religion. He's a fucking lunatic. So, Mark, we agree on something. We yeah. agree on that. We, we agree totally on a lot agree of on that. Sure. How yeah, about yeah. What about pot? Legal. Oh, I don't care. People can use get rid pot. of the war on drugs. Heroin, they can do. Get rid I, of the war on drugs. End it tomorrow. Absolutely. Okay, we agree on that. Get rid of the war on terror. Yeah, come on. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. Why not? How? What? Yeah. That. Uh, that. Legalized prostitution. Of course. Yeah. I'd be good for that. Anything yeah. related to sex, the government has no business. So you're pro-abortion. to guarantee people can get married. Are you pro-abortion? I am pro-women deciding whatever the fuck they decide. Thank you. It's right. no, the government has no business. And it's in the Constitution. The 14th Amendment is, it stands for the proposition that your body is your property. The 14th Amendment incorporates the First Amendment across all the states. So if you don't control your body, what do you control? It's funny how Rand Paul's father and Rand Paul are anti-abortion, but they're libertarians, or they claim to be anyway. Well, you know, there's no drug test to see who is and who is not pure enough to be in a political party. True. But there are, there are, there are fundamental things, and I think, that, I think that they know, I think that Rand Paul and Ron Paul know that, uh, that there's no universe in which you can say that that is constitutional. But I think they're also in the Agreed. business of selling a lot of books and DVDs to to, to uh, people who are not libertarians but are but are looking at it and they are against abortion. So I think, yeah. you know, everybody's got their price. I got the feeling that the other guy that was running as a libertarian 
that we had before was anti-abortion by his response. Alan? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. irreconcilable to libertarianism. I agree. To um, I agree. I, I, uh, uh, you know, the, the job really, you know, when, when you look at our founding documents, which are just, you know, they make it so complicated, right? Do you, do you guys have a corporation, either one of you? No, well, I did. I, I did. Okay, I do so, actually so when you form your corporation, right, you got a set of bylaws. So, so the United States is the biggest corporation in the world. The bylaws are the Constitution. And if you look at the Constitution, it's set up just like any set of, of bylaws. It's business 101. I have a president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, and then and then the uh, the people we elect to Congress, they vote our proxy. We can't all vote, so we elect people to vote our proxy the way you do if you own stock and you sign a proxy thing. Let someone vote your vote your interest. So they represent us, and then when controversies come up, we have this we have this mediator over here called courts that help resolve the controversies between the branches and also between the people and also between states. But Jesus, it's so simple, <laughs> right? It's yeah. just that simple. And and every set of bylaws comes with a provision of what are we going to do when the president of the company goes off the rails? How do we get the president out? How do we bring in a new president? So that's what's going on now. Is that the 25th Amendment? Uh, the, the, uh, uh, the process for impeachment is, uh, is in uh, Article uh, uh, 1, or Article 2, because Congress has jurisdiction over that. But the 25th Amendment, the 25th Amendment is there also uh, for the, so the cabinet is the board of directors. That's the board of directors. So when a majority of the board of directors gets together and says the president is fucking nuts, then they can put them on the sidelines exactly. and, the, and the vice president gets elevated. Which would really suck. I, I'm actually more afraid of Pence than I am Yeah, this Trump. campaign to get Mike, Pre- Mike Pence, make Mike Pre- Pence president is really fascinating. There would be a civil you know? war, I think. Well, that's what's been president. going on with the impeachment. Well, it's, me, a, it's an indirect process to make Mike Pence president. Let me ask you a question, though, it regards the impeachment. So you absolutely believe what Trump did with the Ukraine, holding the money back. You think that was okay? No, it's not that it's not. Do you I think it's impeachable? I don't think it's that okay. behavior. Well, I'll I think you. I think there's far worse conduct that Trump is engaged in, which is impeachable. Okay, I like think what? Like I what? think when you take an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, and you spend your life maligning the free press, which is part of the First Amendment, that occupation is enshrined in the First Amendment, and we depend on a strong free press. To hold assholes like this accountable. So when you spend your life dropping your pants and shitting on the free press as president, that, to my mind, is impeachable. You don't have to break a law. He's violating his oath. So it's one thing to have a friendly disagreement. I agree with you on that. It's one thing to have a friendly disagreement, and 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 presidents have always, you know, been frustrated by uh, the press giving weight to certain facts and not others. You know, that's always been an issue for presidents, and they comment on it. But Trump has gone another step and say, this is your enemy. This is, these people are your enemy. And you should not trust them. That's impeachable. It's interesting to me that the thing that finally was the tipping point on impeachment involved $400 million in military money. These are the people you do not fuck with. Yeah. These are the people you don't fuck with. Up until that point, there was not going to be an impeachment. But when, when $400 million has been approved, and that company's already spent that money. Taxpayer mo- money, right? Isn't that taxpayer money? Well, that's money? taxpayer money, but yeah. it goes to private sector companies. Yeah. One Hellfire missile is a million dollars. We don't know what it costs to make one. Probably $200. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's a good profit margin in Hellfire missiles. 
which by the way, one Hellfire missile, when it hits, uh, they are fueled by depleted uranium. So when it hits, uh, they, they, the depleted uranium bursts into flames and sucks the oxygen out of the air for a mile around, and it leaves all kind of radiation. So people run over to see what happened, and they all get radiation poisoning. So it's like a little tiny nuclear bomb? It's a little tiny nuclear bomb. Oh, those fuckers. <laughs> no, us fuckers. Well, I'm not a government person. Yeah. I would never. I'm not into war. Well, I'm the thing love. is, you know, uh, in our Constitution, we did authorize the military. It's really important to defend the country when it's attacked. But what the United States has been doing since 9-11 is aggressive war. We've been going to countries. We're attacking have, the wrong people, though. Well, there's nobody. We shouldn't be attacking anybody. There's, the last time a, a U.S. citizen was killed on U.S. soil by, you know, by a nation state was in the War of 1812. That was not 9-11? No, that was not a nation state. Those were individual actors, and what, what, what the government did... Saudi what, Arabia. What they did, no, they were individual people. It was from not Saudi a nation. Arabia. <laughs> exactly. Well, everybody's from somewhere. But, Saudi, but it, was not a, it was not a standing army of a nation state. It was individual actors. And what happened is, is we, took, we took something that was a really well-executed crime... And we conflated it into an act of war, and, and it was against not. the wrong people. Well, it was not exactly. an act of war. It How was could a crime. it not be an act of war? To because come it in was not done by a nation state. It was done How by could, individual. But that actors. wasn't just individuals. It wasn't like me and Rose getting together and deciding to take care of the White it's House. A, look, it's a really bad crime, and the, and and if the people had survived, they they should have been charged and gone to prison. So, in, at the Boston Marathon, an individual actor. Uh, committed a similar crime with a smaller bomb. The brothers? And, and, and one of them was killed and hunted down and killed. And the other uh, is in prison for the rest of his life. So that's how you handle criminals. You don't think the Saudi government had anything to do with it? I'm not saying they did, but I'm asking you. Uh, I don't know. Okay. And, and for, for, uh, since, since we all hold... Barack Obama was frequent, uh, frequently quoted Justice Brandeis, and he would say the highest office in the land is the office of citizen. So if you believe that, as opposed to that, just I don't being know, words, like you, I don't know, right? No, but I mean, if you believe that uh, that our our system is set up that all authority comes from the people, right? We we wrote this Constitution, which you know has been has been uh, in in some ways appropriately marginalized by people who are more enlightened now, saying, well. You know, George Carlin, one of my favorite comedians, used to joke that the founders were a bunch of racists who wanted to be free. Yes. And that is true viewed through today's lens. But at the time, that Constitution was That created. sounds like Trump's base. Well, at the time that Constitution was created, we voted on it. It was, it was We voted on it. It was the biggest act of democracy at that time in the history of the world. And subsequently now, over a billion of the world's people live under similar democratic systems. That started here. And to my mind, though, having said all that, right, having, having examined sort of the modern commentary and also the history of that, uh, to my mind, um, as someone who believes in civil liberties and believes the right to vote is sacrosanct, to my mind, the second American century does not begin until August 18th of 2020, which will be the 100th anniversary of women getting the right to vote. Yay! Because until, until all citizens, as defined in the 14th Amendment, had the right to vote, and women didn't get the right to vote until 50 years after black men, 
So until that happened, I don't. Sexism I don't, was alive and well. Well, I just don't <laughs> think you can say you've got a country. Yeah. Is my point. Agree. Because the Fourteenth Amendment was was passed in 1865, and the, and it takes another 50 fucking years just for women to all women, all female citizens to have the right to vote. So to me, that's when things got really serious. That's when you go, okay, you started this experiment. We beat on it. We had a civil war. A million of our fellow citizens died. We got the Civil War Amendment. We abolished slavery, comma, except for people duly convicted. Now we have mass incarceration. That's the 13th Amendment. But the 14th Amendment defines citizen. And finally, finally, you know, in 1920, all citizens could vote. So that's when it really started, to my mind. 1920? 1920 is when women got the right to vote. Oh, the country Jesus. was 150 years old. Now, there were some women, and there were some states that allowed women to vote, and some didn't. But because of the 14th Amendment, because of the Civil War and the amendments that came out of it, and the infrastructure was created that defined citizens, and a few smart women read that, and they started going to war, and, you know, in quotes, war, not with guns, but with their, with their voices. Mm-hmm. And 50 years later, there was a separate amendment passed that said, yes, of course women can vote. Of course they can. We should have been allowed all along. We're the ones making the little voters. I know. Of course. Without right? us, there would be no voters. But that's why I say I think that I think that we're at a very interesting time. I think I think you can you can you can make the rhetorical argument that we're at the cusp of the beginning of the second American century. We started with an operating system that was that existed on paper, which was analog. My friend Erwin Schiff, that had his book banned, he he wrote on paper with a typewriter. He didn't use the internet, right? But now it is digital. Now we are on screens and we are confronted with the reality of robots deciding who will and will not be heard when it comes to political speech. So if you're YouTube, right, and you are allowing political speech, you have to allow all political speech. You don't get to decide who is to be heard. So short of of directly calling for violence, which has always been a crime, Short of that, everybody gets to be heard. And that means that people with an authoritarian mindset are going to be shitting themselves for the next 20 or 30 years while this stuff shakes itself out. This is a big change. We're going from one operating system to another. Yes, I I completely agree with it. And, and And as a guy who's been in the algorithm business for 25 years, I sell an algorithm to lawyers who use it for legal research. Okay, so... So I know what algorithms can do, and I know how they can be programmed. So, so my friend Erwin Schiff in the last century, when his book was banned, which was wrong in my opinion, because books should not be banned, but when that happened, Erwin had due process. He was sued. He had notice. He had a right to get a lawyer. He had a right to a hearing from a judge. He had a right to present his side of the story. There was all this process that happened. But if Jack Dorsey wakes up and steps on his dick and decides tomorrow he wants to delete Bernie Sanders from Twitter, he can do it. Okay? And Jack Dorsey's probably not going to Why can't he, he delete it. Trump then from Twitter? But, but, if, know, right? but if this is our new operating system... Jack not everybody Dor- has Jack, Twitter. Jack I mean, Dorsey is not accountable for what he, There's no accountability. So there's no... He doesn't give you... You don't get notice. There's no due process. There's no transparency. We don't know what's going on. Right? Yeah. So you have to forget the fact that these people live in an area 
that is 90% blue, and you probably agree with them on 90% of the shit. You have to forget that, because we're talking about a principle. I'm, I'm not going to forget that. As long as it's facts, then you're, I, I'm, then you're not managing I'm part of the problem, you're according to you. You're not managing principle. Yeah. You're managing to your feelings. Well, the we're thing women. is, the thing is... No, no. no, men manage their <laughs> no, feelings. No, men Look have at the feelings men who too. follow Trump. They do? They, yeah. Men, uh, men, men you are, know, it's almost like, let's put it this way. If you're in a movie theater, you're not allowed to scream out fire. You're not allowed to falsely right? scream fire. Exactly. You're so allowed somebody to again, scream it. Yeah, if it's happening, if there's an actual fire, you can but say that's fire. A, that's a violent thing to do, to falsely, so to you don't falsely think scream what, fire. Violent speech has always been a crime. Yes, so I would suggest to you that what that guy's saying that um, Sandy Hook didn't happen is violent speech. Well, that's, you know, if you want to... To def- say that it didn't if happen, it was a hoax. you want to define a non act as violent, you're free to do that. It was violent. Somebody committed um, suicide. 26 children died. How about I mean, Kathy Griffin? Um... Oh, with the head? Oh, with the head? It was not a real head. That's a gray area. Right, I know. I I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. Yeah, good for her. I love her. She's fully protected. She didn't even come close. She would have to be outside the White House fence trying to climb it with that head to be outside the First Amendment. I, I think that's freedom right. of speech. That I do. Okay, so Alex Jones. Because right. you know, no, it isn't. Because people died. That, uh, and he's saying it's look. not true. He's saying it didn't happen when it did happen. When uh, he can say that, and then you not get a, when he and has that much a, influence. And then you get a podcast that says he's full of shit. He and is then, full of shit. The that's people, a fact. And then the, okay, <laughs> fine. Okay, I'll, for the sake of our discussion. I'll, uh, for the sake of our discussion, I'll stipulate that everything Alex Jones has ever said is a lie. Is false. I'll stipulate false, to that. Yes. For the sake of this discussion, okay. the answer is more speech. And a free press. These are the systems I we do, have in but, place. But you can't let it it's be. It's not the, to have some committee the wild, of psychologists wild west. and social workers. Why, why don't we put it this way? Global warming. We have the government saying that uh, global warming yeah, is a hoax. Is and that it's okay? True. Because it's going to destroy and it's the planet and there'll the be planet. nothing left for our children? People are, people are allowed to say that. They're allowed to say false things that you disagree with. I, I don't agree but with it, that. Well, you don't need a the First vaxxers, Amendment. You don't need a First Amendment for things you agree with. The vaxxers you say only, vaccines don't work. That is not true. What? What's that? Hello? People that are anti-vaxxers. Yeah, what about it? They don't believe that vaccines work, that I, it causes autism. I know. I understand. They're I have spreading autist- that. I have an autistic They're son. They're spreading that. I have an autistic son. I have son, an, an autistic... And I defend their right to say it. With everything no, I have. No, not when it affects the population and now people are dying from okay, or getting sick of measles because they're not getting vaccinated. The alternative is a committee of self-appointed assholes. No, you, professional. So and you, you don't, would be in charge of that committee. You, oh, God, I'm not that smart, but thank you. <laughs> but you know what? We're running out of time. We are. Um, we we got to get the bill and we got to get Got to get here. the bill, get the... Um, Listen, this was fantastic. Yeah, and I, I will actually pay I love for the this. beer this time just because yeah. you look like Donald Trump well, in this fancy You do like, like, like here, you know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wish you luck. What are the chances of you winning really quick? Uh, the chances of getting the Libertarian Party nomination are decent. Okay, good. So so if I can if I can get on and if I can pull at fifteen percent and get on the debate stage, anything can happen. I would love All it. Right. I would Mark love it. Whitney gonna be Mark on. Whitney and you heard it here first from Mark yeah. Whitney or maybe third. <laughs> MarkWhitney.com. MarkWhitney.com. Mark at MarkWhitney.com email. Awesome. Chat. Happy to hear from you. All, All right. right. Thank Thanks. you very much. Thanks, ladies. Bye.
Join us every week for an entertaining and informational time. And if you want to suggest a topic for our show or just want to know more about us, go to our website, www.anamericanconversationpodcast.com and comment away. We will try to respond as soon as possible. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and subscribe to our podcast.